Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to New Business Paradigms. I'm Christy Jansen, Chief of Staff at the World Business Academy. Here in a virtual room, thanks to Zoom, with Ronaldo Brutico, the Academy's president and founder, and Benjamin Schwartz, our producer for today's show. The World Business Academy is a 501c3 nonprofit think tank and action incubator that is dedicated to elevating the consciousness of people in the business community and encouraging business leaders to use their power and influence to take greater responsibility for the communities and the environment their work touches. We are recording the show on July 18th, 2020. So, Ronaldo, I know we've got a number of issues to address today, including the ongoing coronavirus calamity, the federalities attacking protesters in Oregon, and our big announcement. But first, Ronaldo, I know you wanted to acknowledge the passing of Representative John Lewis, and I wanted to just introduce that subject yeah, well, I thank you, Christy, and uh, I do want to acknowledge the the passing of Congressman Lewis. It's he he, he represents the end of an era. Uh, the son of sharecroppers, uh, he rose to prominence at the age of 22. I think he was clubbed badly over the head uh, to the point of unconscious on the Pettus Bridge, crossing the Pettus Bridge with Martin Luther King. Um, he was 23, I think, when he was the youngest person to speak the day that King spoke at the Lincoln Memorial. The I Have a Dream speech. Uh, it was that same the I day. I Have a Dream speech. He was there and he spoke. Uh, and he was just a bumpkin from, uh, from the backwoods of, of Georgia. And yet, um, he ended up uh, in Congress. He ended up the, the, the conscience, really, of not only the Democratic Party for the last few years, but he, be, he became the conscience of America in many ways. In fact, I'm really uh, I'm touched by this quote. <clears throat> Thank you, Benjamin, for finding it for us. Uh, in a tweet in, uh, in 2018, he said, uh, Do not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful. Be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of a day, a week, a month, or a year. It is the struggle of a lifetime. Never, ever be afraid to make some noise and get in some good trouble, necessary trouble. He died, uh, a, a gentleman who saw incredible things happen positively, in his lifetime, and he died with the with the sad knowledge that the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act of the '60s were both overturned, and that um, the Black Lives Matter movement had to had to arise to hopefully finally end institutional racism in this country. So he saw all that, and uh, he was asked not too long ago whether or not he thought um, things had gone so far backward, and he said, "Well, they've certainly gone backward from where they were, but they're they've gone forward." from where I was as a sharecropper's son. So I, I celebrate that hope, that hopefulness of his. I celebrate that he was willing to always see the brighter side, the glass half full, not half empty. Uh, we will miss him as the conscience of the House and of the conscience of the Democratic Party, and frankly, one of the leading consciences of the country. I'm grateful for his time on this planet. He lived a long, useful life at 80 years, and um, he had an impact on us all. He was a contemporary and a close, close associate of Martin Luther King, Jr. He was a strong adherent of nonviolence, 
And it seems to me now more than ever, those principles are going to be required by our culture to work through the issues we have in front of us. As an example, that we have unmarked cars and federal officers patrolling the streets of Oregon, picking people up in unmarked cars and, 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 and grabbing them, and nobody even knows who they work that, for or what they That, by the way, do. is why I call them the federales, which is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it's really more the kind of thing that you see in uh, Mexico or Argentina. It's not what you are used to seeing here in the United States. Yeah, I think that's true. And so we all know what's coming, just to put words to it. Um, we are in the, we have a proto-dictator in the White House in, in the form of Trump. He, he does not believe in the rule of law. He is devoid of compassion. If you have not seen excerpts, I am now reading the book, Mary Trump, his niece wrote about mm-hmm. him. Uh, she, like every psychologist, she's a PhD clinical psychologist, like every psychologist who's ever reported on this guy, she calls him what he is, which is a, a narcissistic sociopath. And a sociopath... Clinically deranged person. Clinically deranged. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, but a, a narcissistic sociopath means a killer, yes. by the way, just yeah. to cut yeah. to the chase. And so that's why he's willing to see already 145,000 dead Americans. He's perfectly fine when we get to 200,000, and I guarantee you we'll get to 200,000 the way we're going. So he's okay with those, that many people dying. He's okay with sending children back to school knowing that some percentage of them will get sick. That If they go back to school, some percentage will bring sickness to their families. Yeah. He knows that. And yet he won't provide the money for them to reopen safely. Because his, in his worldview, if he denies that the COVID virus is upsetting his apple cart, somehow it will magically go away. Like a miracle, he said. And of course, it's not going to go away. And, and, and COVID's not being, I mean, COVID is not subject to his spin to a snake oil salesmanship. None of that works with COVID because when your grandmother dies next door, you know something's wrong. And when you have over, what, 70,000 cases, new cases a day now across the country, which is two and a half times what New York had on its worst day, you got to say to yourself, hmm, it looks like something is completely unraveled. Yeah. I want to also... I mean, I'm just ahead. watching the news in Florida where now I think it's the highest number of cases in any state. Uh, including New York, and things like 21-year-olds who went out to the bars to get reconnected with their friends. They brought the virus home, and now their father is in the hospital on a ventilator. Because, so, and this is in the reddest families in that, like, mixed state, you know? Because you can't spin that. No, you can't spin it. There's something about death and dying that you can't spin. And, And so... All the spin meistering in the world and all the, the shell games he's played with the American public who've been all too gullible, frankly, and very much complicit in what he's done. And I think for reasons that are going to, in the history books, be reported as somewhat sad, some of the reasons mm-hmm. that this happened. Ra- institutional racism being one of them. But, but I think that in, in, in summarizing it, that death march isn't going to end between now and November. It's going to increase. Um, the infection rate is going to increase. Hospitalization is going to increase. Instability in the public sector is going to increase. Most likely, violence will increase. And when we get to November, we may or may not have an election. If we do have an election, we may or may not be able to remove the current occupant of the White House. Um, He might lose by 7 to 10 million votes in the popular votes and still choose not to leave the White House. And Timothy Wirth, the former senator from Colorado, has written a brilliant column on that. We should all read from The Atlantic. Uh, If anybody wants it, send us a note. We can add it to the show notes for this episode. Yeah, and put you might want to put my uh, my comments to McCowan sure. on the front end yeah. of it, and then and then yeah. So anyway, but so that's what's going to happen in the next three or four months. We know that. And and if I did this show every week, what I just told you is not going to change. Just the way it hasn't changed in the last few months. 
And uh, it's not going to change. Gold's up again today. It, it, you know, it's up at $1,810 an ounce, up from, you know, 1200 when we told you to first buy it. And it's not going to go down. In fact, it's going to go up further between now and November. Uh, and you can be better than that. And, 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 and the stock market's not going to go up between now and November. It's going to go sideways or down, most likely down. And the economy is going to have so much structural damage done to it. It's already done. But every day, this pandemic increases structural damage to the economy. So we're going to have a depression that's not going to be as easy to fix as what Roosevelt no. dealt with. And we're at, I think, two weeks before the uh, extra $600 a week runs out and there's no i don't know well, if there's movement in that at all no but no there is there there there, there is and, and i i predicted what two weeks ago on the show they have no choice mcconnell will let money through the question is will the and i had this conversation with a couple of congress people this week will the congress have enough guts to really hang tight for the package that they should get trusting that they got mcconnell and trump in a box by the short, short no, and curlies they have them by the short and well, that's an app saying. I mean, so, uh, an that, Australian friend of mine used to say that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, this is getting to be a downright fun show, Benjamin. <laughs> a minute ago, like, Christy was entertaining us with, with her ideas of sartorial splendor, and now she's talking to us about curlies. Okay. So anyway, that's not going to change. And by the way, I hope we can all keep laughing through it all, folks. Because as I'll come to say at the end of the show, uh, it's more now than ever time for optimism. And for us to be able to take with a light heart that which we are heavy-handedly being dealt. But um, so those are not going to change. So if I go to if I, if I do this show every week between now and November, it's not going to change. It's just going to be more doom and gloom, and more structural damage in the economy, more damage in the stock market, price of gold going up, COVID getting worse, more people dying, rate of inflections going up, and frankly, destabilization on a global level, which is accelerating now. So, with the number of countries that are collapsing, that will increase. With the with the confrontation that's going on now between China and the basically paper dragon, which wished to be the United States, China will increasingly push itself forward. If I were to keep doing this show every week, I'd be telling you more stories about what's happening in the South China Seas. I'd be telling you more stories about the remilitarization of China. I'd be telling you more stories about how they're using their uh, their incredible reserves to extend their influence and power globally at a time when the United States is pulling back and pulling back. I just want to clarify there you said if we were going to keep doing this in that little statement well, there. if i if i kept talking for the next week after week after week after week what i would say i don't think would change mm -hmm. and and we'll i'll talk about whether we're going to keep going or not at the end of the show but the, but my point is that, that the content is going to be remarkably unfortunately negative mm -hmm. for quite some time to come predictably negative predictably you negative. can bank mm -hmm. on it okay now other things that are going to happen you're going to see Europe continue to pull its act together because it has no choice. You're going to see Britain unbelievably hurt by Brexit and by the damage they're inflicting. You know, the only country with a higher mortality rate per thousand population than the United States in the world is Britain. You're going to see Scotland continue to pull further and further away from the United Kingdom You're going to, and probably link up with Europe as a whole. You're going to see Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland perhaps reunited, and that could happen within the next 24 months. You're going to see a new push in the American Jewish community to try and start restraining Netanyahu because to fail to do so, they realize, will jeopardize the future of Israel itself. So all these things are going to keep happening. You're going to continue to see some governors in the Americas, like uh, George's Kemp, uh, doing incredibly stupid things, you know, telling city mayors like Atlanta that they can't require face masks when everybody in the world... See, it, and by the way, another thing that won't change 
Every single person in this country who's neutral knows exactly how to end this crisis, the pandemic, because every other Western democracy has already done it. And they all did it the same way. They went to universal face masks quickly. They went to contact tracing and they went to quarantine. And when you do all those things without a vaccine, Every one of the countries yeah. cleaned it Even, up. Even uh, there's an article in the Optimist Daily the other day about Rwanda doing a really good job at at keeping oh, yeah. the numbers of uh, cases down. And it's through contact tracing. It's through careful uh, strategic deployment of community resources and wearing masks. And they also have robots, <laughs> which yeah. are probably, by the way, funded by the Chinese government. It's that's the probably. Chinese. The Chinese government is getting in there soft diplomacy. They're going to they're yeah, going to be I, coming into this world in a very different uh, way coming. And, into this time. and I'm and I'm grateful for it when it's not linked to mortgages on key institutional assets like ports mm-hmm. and railroads and the like, which is what they've been doing. They've been getting mortgages and then foreclosing those mortgages on basically developing countries. But no, I think that's going to be the case. And, and you're also going to see a continuing um, a, a continuing um, movement forward of those countries like um, New Zealand, Mm -hmm. uh, who have not only eliminated the pandemic, never really had the pandemic, kept it out of their country, are gonna continue to keep it out of their country. Uh, You're gonna continue to see the United States citizenry unable to travel around the world because we are not only dysfunctional, but we're also diseased and nobody wants that disease. Plague state, (laughs) failed plague 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 state. state. We're the failed plague state. And and I think you're also gonna see something that's very interesting if you keep watching, and I really recommend you keep watching. What you're gonna see is that people increasingly are going to find themselves with fewer and fewer options. And that's in every country in the world, but particularly this country. And as that happens, the likelihood of violence increases. And some of that violence will be institutionalized violence. So that would be like um, uh, wars, like, you know, Saudi Arabia and Yemen. It will be domesticated institutional violence. That would be like uh, uh, guerrilla wars, like what's happening with uh, Nigeria by Boko Haram. Uh, It will be by, unfortunately, Domestic violence will continue to increase. It's going to happen. And you're going to see more literally shooting in the streets. Just a question of how much. So when you say all that's happening, and I'm fundamentally an optimistic person, it's critical that you recognize that it is strictly a choice that this is happening. This is a moment of choice. So I was talking just yesterday to Professor Brown, who's been with the Academy for 25 years now, and and he lives in in Lisbon, outside of Lisbon, actually, in Portugal. And he was telling me how much he loves living in Portugal. And he said, you know, Ronaldo, everything here is fun. Now, first of all, they don't have to wear face masks anymore because it's over. They can go to any restaurant they want. There is no COVID. So even though Jerry's older than I am, he can do whatever he wants with he and Julia. They can walk anywhere. They can see anything. They can go to the movies. Because that country, like every other country in the Western world, everyone, all did the smart thing and got rid of it, notice without vaccines. Mm-hmm. So us waiting for the vaccine is sort of like waiting for Godot to show up. It's, not, it's well, crazy, it's, right? Yeah. You fix it now with what you know. Even if we get one by the end of the year, it's going to be a year or you more before it gets out there into you the you general public. Yeah. No, you won't. That's a pipe dream that's ridiculous to put our you, hopes you'll on. Have, if, if you're ready, if you're lucky, you'll have a, a, vi- a vaccine ready for mass trials by the end of the year. You certainly won't have an approved vaccine by the end of the year. So, and, 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 and why do we need a vaccine if we know we can fix it with face masks? Exactly. You know, it, 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 here's a statistic people should know. If the person with COVID is wearing a face mask and you're wearing a face mask and you're four feet apart, the chances of transmission are less than 1%. What do you need, else do you need to know? And that's how every country solved and the problem. And we're not talking about they medical grade trans- face masks. We're just talking about cloth face no, coverings. Anything. Yeah. 
anything will do it. So we know that's not going to change. We know that um, the the governors in this country who are uh, doctrinaire, who are putting politics in front of lives, uh, we know that's not going to change. We know that the President of the United States is a diagnosed by at least 40 to 50 different professional psychologists as a narcissistic... Sociopath. Literally a narcissistic sociopath. And, and that means a killer. So that means he, he's willing to kill more people. So the 143, 145,000 dead today will escalate to the 200,000 or more because he's willing to let people die if he thinks incorrectly, by the way, it will help his re-election chances, which in fact it's hurting his re-election chances, as we all know. And the structural damage to the economy is going to hurt his chances even more when people start to feel it. Now, as I said on this program a couple times, the Republicans have no choice. They will put something through. The question is, will the Democrats force them to put something through that could really be more than a Band-Aid? And by that, I mean, would they force them to put through a law, which I doubt that they will, like Elizabeth Warren suggesting, where you get $2,000 per adult until we're under 10% unemployment, because those people are going to have to be retrained. And they don't have the funds to go back to school. They don't have the funds to leave the cash register where they're running at the local supermarket. So we have to give these people a chance. Absolutely. As Verizon's now doing with their employees, right. by the way. And the retraining that we talked about, I think, on the, on Solutions News the other day. Right. Um, exactly right. But because what the alternative is, there's going to be millions of people who can't pay their rent or their mortgage. $28 million to yeah. be exact starting that's next month. That's for homes, uh, not to mention the small businesses that are also going to have a huge rent default or mortgage default. Um yeah. In fact, if you take if you take Walmart, Target, CVS, Amazon, well, all electronic delivery systems, if you take them out, out of the out of the equation, retail has been plummeting. Oh. And even though there was a slight pickup in the first two weeks of June, it's all been erased in the second two weeks of June. And it's gone far and more negative in July, and will continue to trend down. But the only reason that Who's- anybody's buying anything is because they have the stimulus money in their pockets. When that goes away, if it goes away. Who's going to be able to even afford groceries? Well, a further damage, yeah. further damage. And, and, and the price of things is going to continue to come down. One of, the, one of the depressants on the price of gold, folks, is because people believe that we're going to go into a, uh, an economic condition where prices decelerate over time. And I think that's true. We are. However, there's two competing reasons why gold will go up. One is just the sheer insanity of the times we live in. So it's a hedge against insanity. And the other one is because the American dollar is going to stop being the, the reserve currency for the world. Only question is when. Is it like a year from now? Is it two years from now? It's coming. And when it comes, because gold is priced in dollars, gold will rise in value. So if we see a 10% depreciation or devaluation of the dollar, you can see a 10% rise in gold. It's a, it's a one-for-one equation. So we, we know all those things are coming and that they will happen. And, and, and we don't need to keep reiterating week after week. We don't have to keep reiterating our vulnerability to cyber attack. Uh, this week alone saw perhaps one of the most scary cyber attacks because to crack the main computer at, at, at Twitter, which is what happened, so that you could send out false notices from Barack Obama and Joe Biden telling people Jeff to send Bezos. you Bitcoin. And I was actually reading an article in the New York Times this morning about that, and it, it was because they were able to hack into the private Slack channel of Twitter employees. Right, That's where they right. got but, the, uh, all of the information. Huge vulnerability. Exactly. Yeah, this time. This yeah. time. But next time it'll be something else. And by the way, um, we still have done nothing to prevent people, Russians, from changing the vote tallies in right. machines in key states. Yeah. That's why Trump could lose by 8 million votes and still end up conceivably winning Florida, 
right? Because somebody will turn the dial. Speaking Say, of no, it's true. speaking of Russian hacking, they're trying to hack into the uh, companies that are looking for a, a virus, a virus uh, vaccination. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, and so we we are we are defenseless as a nation. <laughs> Here we are with a seven hundred fifty billion dollar a year defense budget, not including the dark budget, not including the money that goes to pay for uh, the vet who are injured and we have to maintain in the Veterans Administration, the VA, not including all that money, $750 billion current cash, not the dark budget, not the VA, just for military preparedness, and we have been hollowed out. We are so vulnerable to cyber warfare in this country, we have no idea how to stop it right now, and what Trump has done is he's, he's, he's basically, he, he's castrated our national security forces particularly the ones that work in data, because he wants the Russians to be able to get through. He thinks that's how he'll get reelected. Now, I, I, I share all that with you because it, it doesn't do any good to be anti-Trump today. I, that only puts me in keeping with about two-thirds of America. The reason for saying that is I want people to get from this show that some of the things we've been talking about over and over and over again are not just blips. They're long-term trends. And those long-term trends are going to result in us having to make new choices. I think Europe's starting to make those choices. It'll be interesting to see who follows Angela Merkel in, in Europe, who's at an all-time high in popularity, uh, but who finally did agree recently that they're going to issue European bonds. I don't know if you follow that. So one of the things I argued for in 2008 and since then is that Europeans ought to agree on a common bond issue because that way they could fund those countries that were having the worst problems getting back on their feet, specifically Greece in those days. Well. Merkel, who does not believe in bonded indebtedness because she's a child of what happened in the 40s. She believes that the, the risk of inflation was greater than the risk of deterioration. And she accidentally opened up the door to right-wing populism all over Europe, including in her own country. Well, at this time, having gone through that, even Merkel has said, okay, I get it. We have to be able to finance this level of, the, of instability mm -hmm. if we want to get to stability again. Right. And I think they will. But it won't be because the United States led the world there. And if unless we get a change in office no, fairly soon, we won't even be able be to follow despite there. Despite the United States leadership or lack thereof, that it gets yeah. there. Yeah. So, so um, despite the fact, and using the word despite is a good one, despite the fact that, that, that you, you've already tipped my hand, Christy, I'm still going to make the following announcement. Here's our big announcement, folks. You know, the, the show, we've been doing this now for about 12 years. And, and, and before, I, uh, before I end the, the negative part of what I just said, I think I, sh I should recall one thing that uh, Mohandas, Mahatma Gandhi said. Mohandas was his first name. But Mahatma Gandhi, uh, because we're in a period of such bleak political time for the U.S., not for the rest of the world, but for the U.S., the rest of the world's having its own troubles. Gandhi said, quote, I remember that all through history, the way of truth in life has always won. There have been tyrants and murderers, and for a time they can seem invincible. But in the end, they always fall. Think of it. Always. Well, to me, that's the setup for saying, we will get through this. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure all the steps we'll take, although I've got a couple of good ideas. I hope I get a few people to listen to them. We will get through this. But probably the way to get through it is with a new sense of optimism rather than a continuing cataloging of all the things mm -hmm. that are broken. And this show, unfortunately, has to catalog what's broken if I want to warn people about what to do to protect themselves. And so as we've talked about it internally at the Academy, we've decided that over, after having done this for over a decade, and we won't erase a single show we've recorded, they're always going to be there for you to look at or listen to if you want to see how we did. 
we're not going to keep doing the show. Uh, we are going to offer some specials. Uh, we've just, we're working on one right now to advise people of the, of the, the dangers of day trading. Uh, we've put one in the can on real estate investing. I think we'll come up with some other ones over time. There will be specials. Watch for them. Please take our newsletter. The Academy puts out a good newsletter every month. If you look at it, you'll find out what we're doing. If you want to know more, we're real easy to get a hold of. Just write us an email. We always follow up. Number two, go take a free subscription to Optimus Daily. Start your day like I do with a positive thought. And if you like it, then join as an emissary, if you can afford it, yes. and support the Optimist yes. Daily so that we can actually bring that, yeah. That, yeah. that antidote to the cynicism in the world to more people. Yeah, it's only $5 a month. And for every person who sends us five, we can give away 50 free subscriptions. So if you want to help 50 people change their mind about how the world could work for the better, start reading Optimist Daily and preferably become one of the $5 a month people who support its being in the world. We will continue to publish every week. Uh, the Perspectives column, which is never more than about 1,100 words because they hold us to 1,000 and we squeeze a few extras out. <laughs> but, but it's never it's much longer than 1,100. <laughs> it's a good discipline, It's a great discipline. Because I always start with my articles, always start at 1,750 words. I don't know why, <laughs> and I have to cut it down to 1,000. We'll, we'll do that every week as a Perspectives column. We, we will continue every week to do Solutions News. Um, and we, we hope you will we'll, we'll tune it in. You can get it many different ways. You can listen to it as a podcast. You can get it from our website. You can get it from wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and I believe that you will find that it's a great way to help you stay positive and at the same time not be polyama or misinformed. So my, my big announcement is simply this. We, with, with, with some regret, but actually with a greater sense of accomplishment and personal pride over what we've accomplished all these years, I'm so grateful that um, it's come time where the appropriate thing to do is to wrap up doing this show on a weekly basis. Uh, if there's, there are, there will be ways, innumerable ways that we can continue to help you focus on what's working and could work better for you. Stay in touch with the Academy. We like hearing from you. We like serving you. Um, this decision is really about being able to put more of our energy into all the things that we're doing to create positive, optimistic solutions to the insanity that we face. You know, it reminds me of a great quote by Bucky Fuller. You never change things by fighting the existing reality. Mm -hmm to change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. And that's what the Academy's decided to do, is to put all of its attention on that new model because it's never been more necessary than it is today. Unfortunately, that will be even more true one month, two months, three months, four months from today. So I wish you well, please stay in touch. And I'd ask you to do the same thing I do frequently. And I'll leave you with this thought. Of all the things you do in your life, and this is how I try to weigh what I can do, because I constantly ask myself, how can I serve? How can I serve? And when you try to answer that question, remember what was inscribed on Gandhi's tomb and see where that thought takes you. And it's a very short thought. Here it is. Think of the poorest person you have ever seen and ask whether your next act will be of any use. I'd like all my acts to be of use not just for the poorest of the poor, as I learned at the feet of Mother Teresa, but for all of us. Because some of us are poor in wealth, some of us are poor in uh, resources, some of us, frankly, are poor in spirit. But whatever the shortfall is we think we can identify in ourselves, the answer to it is an unmitigated recommitment to an optimistic yes we can that will be the future that we co-create. I do believe 
the best way to predict the future is to go create it. And so I hope you'll continue to join us as we co-create a more optimistic scenario than the one this show has regrettably had to report on for many, many months. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Please stay tuned in other ways. And thank you, Christy, for being the head of the staff at the Academy, for producing the show with us all these times. Benjamin, for being our line producer all these uh, months. And I really do appreciate it. You've done an incredible job. Couldn't have a better team than we have at the Academy. And I am grateful that I get to be a spokesperson for some of the great thinking that comes from all these wonderful people like Christy and Benjamin. And I hope I'm articulating what's in your hearts. And I hope what I'm articulating is in what you're, in, in what you believe can be true for you if we all believe it together in a universal way. Thanks very much. Have a good life. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.